You don't think about making memories when you're having fun, but that's exactly what you're doing. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology and who wants to develop the most useful people and life skills for yourself and for the people around you. Albert Einstein is credited with saying that you shouldn't remember something you can look up. And while I wouldn't disagree with somebody of his stature, it is my experience that learning about how memory works, how remembering works, and really trying to make a difference there is well worth the effort. Creating memories is very much about creating experiences and revisiting them. Psychologists, I believe, agree that memory is a complicated process. There are different aspects of it, different stages, and the whole thing can be a mess that can be difficult to pin down, unlike memory in a computer or in a phone, which in the way it is stored and created is very straightforward. Human memory is much more complex because it is much more about making connections, about having context, about using different senses to strengthen our ability to learn new things. We have things like short-term memory and long-term memory. Our short-term memory is what we work with, and then we need to make the transition so that we remember what we need to remember over the period of months, years, and decades. Now, our ability to remember is partially individualized, but most people are able to remember about seven pieces or seven items of information, things like numbers or items on a shopping list. Now, this number can be increased by various techniques that we can employ to improve our ability to learn, to remember. And there are also strategies that will help us Remember what we need to remember, as long as we need to. Memory is all about making connections, and the more you make, the better it'll work. It's about connecting senses, connecting ideas. Because we never think something or imagine something without any context, without any situation, or without any shape or form. For example, if I were a waiter trying to remember what meal each guest orders, I don't know what they typically use. What I would do is I would imagine the food in some way, shape or form on the person's face or clothes or on the table. And the more unusual, the crazier the image, the better I would remember it. This is how it usually works. 
you create a mental image. That is the first thing that comes to mind, so that it is not rational. It's visual, and the crazier you can make it, the better you remember it. And if you can connect it with different sensory perceptions, such as touch or smell or sound, the better the overall memory, the stronger it'll be. Sleep is an important part of making memories. This is when the connections are made, for the most part, when they are strengthened, when the mind does the cleaning. And we need enough good sleep to facilitate good learning. There are things that we can eat and drink that will make a difference in our ability to remember information. Curiously, for example, coffee has a measurable impact. It improves our ability to remember information. I think especially if we drink it afterwards. And of course, in moderate amount. Exercise. Getting the oxygen that you need. Really important. Meditation helps or all kinds of relaxation techniques and mindfulness techniques. Your overall disposition in life. People who are more pessimistic tend to have worse memory. Whereas if you're more positive, more optimistic, it's like your mind just wants more input. More can get in and more easily. This is why fun and humor are so big when learning. Changing your lifestyle, including your diet, the best things for your brain are things like fish, such as salmon or tuna or almost any other kind. Nuts and vegetables, green tea, cutting down on sugar, also makes statistical difference as measured in studies. But the most powerful techniques tend to be visualization. Letting your mind roam free to imagine things that you try to remember. If you were to remember the name Rosa Parks, it's easy to imagine a woman sitting in a park surrounded by flowers as she's waiting for her bus. The image itself can contain all the information that you need to recreate the name and even her story. So there's a lot of creativity when creating memories and when improving your memory. Because enjoying the process really is the key to continuous improvement. Chunking can help you a lot. And we all do this, for example, with phone numbers. Nowadays, unfortunately, we do not need to remember a bunch of phone numbers. This is almost strange, given that this used to be relatively easier and normal just a few decades ago. We all did that. Now it seems much more of a challenge, because we don't have the need to do that. But putting numbers or information in chunks makes it much easier 
to retain the information. Sometimes numbers themselves can help. For example, when I go out, I always know that there are four things that I need to take with me, at a minimum. And I even know where I put them, so that I can check. I have the visual image of where they need to be, so I can sort of contrast them or chunk them together. Such as, I have my wallet in my right back pocket. I have my keys in my front left pocket. And then I have my phone and my earphones. And these are the things that I would always take with me, because I always need or use them. And there are other numbers that I use when I go out that I might need. And the numbers assure that I will always take them, whereas otherwise it would be much more difficult to remember. And I would be much more likely to forget to take something that I need. An ancient but very powerful technique that many people use over millennia is what's called the memory palace. This is an interesting technique where you imagine in your mind's eye a place that you know very well, such as your home or the house where you were growing up. And you put stuff in there that you need to remember, such as instead of writing a shopping list, you imagine the items that you need to buy in different places, in different rooms, in different states. If you want to buy milk, you can imagine it being spilled in the lounge. You can imagine the bananas that you want instead of the lights on the ceiling. Other items you can have on the shelves or in any other places in any of the rooms of your mental palace. And I recommend that you play with these tools and see how you can make them work for you the way that fits you, that is the most fun. Because the crazier the image, the more fun it is, the easier it will be to remember. The picture will just snap out of your memory lane and it will be almost difficult to get rid of it. So play with it, have fun with it. Your memory will serve you all the more, the more fun you have with it the more you enjoy the process. You're the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. Who you are, in turn, determines what you can do. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, tell your friends. For questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others, and through what you do, leave the world better than you found it.